0: Christmas can be an absolute wonderful time, not only for us, but for our animals. We're spoiling them, we're buying them gifts, and it can just be really fun. But we need to make sure that we're taking precautions where they're necessary. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the hazards that Christmas can bring and how to keep our pets safe during this holiday season. Let's dive into it next. Alright, welcome to this week's Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast episode. I am your host, Jake, from ondogtrainingacademy.com. If you've been listening and you haven't checked out our website yet, definitely jump over, check that out, ondogtrainingacademy.com. I will put a link to it in the description of this week's episode. And just check it out. Subscribe to our email list. We're a growing online dog training company. And we're just wanting to get our name out there. So, definitely jump on that, check it out. And we do have a couple courses available right now if you're interested in those. Otherwise, follow us because more will be coming. So, like I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about a lot of things Christmas and, and it, it pertaining to our dogs. And I think this is a really good time. Now, if you've followed me in previous episodes, when we're getting close to holidays, I like to put out a holiday episode that kind of talks about things that we just want to be careful about, whether it's Halloween with masks, masks and candy or Thanksgiving with food and company. We want to make sure we are taking precautions where they're necessary. Now, this doesn't mean we're not going to have fun with our dogs because I think Halloween or I think Christmas can be an absolute blast for the dogs. But I just want to go over some things that I find are are red flags. Now, I've been doing a lot of research on this. Granted, I I do know know, a lot of the issues, but I wanted to do some looking up and make sure I covered as much as I possibly could to give you guys as much information as possible. And one of the places I went to was MedVet. So it's MedVet.com. They deal a lot with with different pet things, uh, healthcare for pets, obviously. And they posted an article back in 2009 talking about the hazards of it. And so I did pull some some of the things off of there, and I'm using those today. So you can definitely check this out on MedVet's uh, website if you're looking for more information or to follow with this. Um, I will try to remember to put a link to this article in my description as well. So first thing we're gonna talk about is the christmas tree the christmas tree is such a iconic thing when it comes to holidays when it comes to christmas and we all want to have that christmas tree or most of us want to have that christmas tree up during the holiday seasons but we need to be careful because not only are there things on the christmas tree that can hurt animals or hurt our our dogs but also just decorations in general. Um, you gotta remember, especially if your dog is new to Christmas or new to this, or even if they're not, dogs are very curious animals. And so you've got lights hanging, you've got ornaments hanging, bulbs. Well what's a bulb look like? It looks like a tennis ball, looks like a toy. And especially if you have glass bulbs, the dog bites at it, blows up in their mouth, and suddenly now you're trying to get shards of, of sharp stuff from your dog's mouth, or you're making an emergency trip to the vet because your dog ate some of it. But you're also looking at tinsel. You've got tinsel on the tree, and and that can obviously be eaten and and obstruct. And those things are very curious and interesting to dogs. And I'll even say, not only dogs, but cats. I think cats are equally, if not more, curious about the Christmas tree at times because of these things that are hanging there, and they naturally want to swat this. So, yes, this is typically a dog-related podcast. But on today's episode, we're going to be leaning into just pets in general, including cats. So you really want to be careful. Now, I'm not saying you, you don't hang or you don't put up your Christmas tree, you don't put up decorations, but you just need to be kind of smart about how you do it and where you do it. I've seen people take exercise pens, you know, those little pens that you'd have for like puppies and put it around their tree to, to, to kind of keep the tree secure. Um, and, and that's always a good idea. Something we've done is we've actually gotten away from having a typical big christmas tree we have a fairly large entertainment center and we've now basically turned that into our christmas tree where we can put decorations on it we put lights on it you know and it it kind of is our makeshift tree but at the same time being able to keep animals safe from it um so that's just some ideas getting clever i know some people have put the tree on the wall i mean there's gazillions of different ideas of, of things you can do but you need to be careful of it Um, so just be careful of, of where you're hanging the ornaments. Those low hanging things can be super attractive to animals and especially dogs. And they could definitely want to bite it. The next one then are the plants that we bring in and flowers that we're bringing in to our house during this time. We love, you know, people love to bring in, you know, your evergreens and, and a lot of different plants to, to make it look pretty and, we just need to be aware that some of these are going to be possibly toxic to, to your dog. And so we need to make sure that we are, are putting these up, keeping them away from areas that could be dangerous. The first thing that you well, I'll just read through kind of the list here that, that they have for a bunch of poisonous plants. And these, I mean, these, some of these plants are, are normal plants you'd see year round, but some of these are definitely holiday related, uh, plants and, and different flowers, um, Amaryllis, azaleas, azaleas are really popular. Chrysanthemums um, are also very popular this time of year. Evergreens, obviously, like I mentioned, evergreens are super popular this time of year. You've got holly. I mean, that's in songs about Christmas. You got ivy, juniper, lily, and then of course the iconic mistletoe. We just need to be careful where we're putting these plants. And like I said, this isn't just about dogs. This is also about cats. And so cats obviously have a little bit more range on where they can go. So we need to be super careful about what we are exposing our cats to even and making sure that they are safe as well. We have two cats of our own. And so this is something that is near and dear to us where we're really careful on where we put things and what we're putting out to make sure they stay uh, safe. Uh, the next one, which I already kind of touched on, is the the glitter and the tinsel and the ribbon. Um, this is obviously for dogs, but more and also for cats. But obstructions and things can happen in surgeries, especially this time of year when their emergency surgeries are not cheap. I can promise you that it's gonna be a heck of a lot easier and cheaper to hang up your tinsel out of the reach of these different animals and just making sure they stay safe obstructions we i've dealt with obstructions in the past they are not a fun thing to deal with the dogs and cats are very 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 uncomfortable um but just keep that in mind the next one then is <laughs> it's 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 what you're using i suppose to when, when companies coming over this time of year you're doing a lot of traveling you have people doing a lot of traveling and so your dog could potentially be exposed to more things like antifreeze or ice melt. Um, ice melt isn't something like, especially if it's like salt. It's not necessarily danger, like dangerous, where it could be fatal. Unlike antifreeze, antifreeze can absolutely be fatal to your to your animal. But ice melt can be painful for their feet. So when you have company coming over and you start throwing out a bunch of salt on the sidewalks and stuff and and you do a lot of heavy de-icing because, oh, you got grandparents coming, whatever, completely understand. You also need to keep in mind that if your dog's going to be stepping on this, you probably should try to look for something that's a little bit more pet safe. Um, And we need to make sure that that it's not going to hurt them. Now, like I said, if, if you're throwing salt on your sidewalks and stuff, just regular normal ice melt salt, it's okay Uh, One tip I like to give people is make sure that you have something for your dog's feet, whether it's boots or some sort of balm. So I use a balm, and this is not an advertisement for them, but I use a balm called Musher's Secret. It's basically like chapstick for your dog's feet, and it helps keep them a little bit more moist or a little bit more... um, not chap, I should say. Uh, you got to think about uh, uh, the thing with salt. Salt, uh, salt will suck moisture, and that's what it does to feet. If you stick your hand in, like if people have a water softener, stick your hand in that water softener salt and pull your hand out and see what happens. It gets really dry, and it can get cracked and get painful. It's why we use hand lotion in the winter. It's a very dry season. Well, it's the same thing with the salts and stuff on the sidewalk. So make sure you're either A, using a pet safe salt, which they make, tons of it now or if you're using salt make sure you're wiping their paws off putting some 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 cream or something on or some balm on their feet for them Um, or you could even be putting boots on them if they like boots so just kind of keep that in mind the other one then is uh, lights and wires this is this time of year where we're going to be hanging up a lot of lights. Things are going to be drooping, not only on the Christmas tree, but you've got outside. You've got decorations if you've put up outside, whether it's inflatable snowmen or those fake, those lighted reindeer things. There's so many different things that we are putting out there that could potentially be hazard to our dogs, like electricity. You know, we're using tons of it, and we don't want our dogs biting it and getting electrocuted or getting hurt or getting a piece of the bulb or something like that stuck in there. In their mouth, so we need to make sure that we are are protecting the lights. Now, if you have lights and stuff outside and you're letting your dog out around them, the best thing to do is to supervise them. Make sure they're not going to get it. And if you have some doubt that your dog is going to listen to you, or if you're afraid your dog will try to go interact with these things, then bring them out there on leash. You know, be a little bit more restrictive with it. I think that could definitely help a lot as well. The next one then is we're going to dive into a little bit of, of cooking. So this time of year, people are doing a lot of cooking. They're cooking um, cookies, which is fantastic, uh, breads, all of these different things. And we need to make sure, especially when it comes to unbaked dough, that we're not giving dogs ac- access to it. Now, of course, you're not going to just be feeding your dog. At least I hope you're not going to be feeding your dog um, raw dough or, or bread in general. I'm not a fan of feeding the dogs. However. Dogs can be opportunistic, and if they see an opportunity to jump on the counter and take something, they may do that. We need to make sure. And and then I would say this goes beyond um, just dough. This could be sweets in general. This could be so much different foods that could be toxic toxic to the dog. And I'm not going to go over um, all the foods that could be toxic. Because we could be here all day. And honestly, I don't even know what you guys are going to be eating for dinner on Christmas. You know, we we used to do prime rib and then we did ham. And now we're doing Italian this year. So, if you're anything like us, it could be literally anything. So, I'm not going to go into all the things that could be hazardous. But really, if something could be possibly dangerous to your dog, you need to make sure it's out of reach. And I mean out of reach. Because the dogs will definitely try to go for it. So, just watch the food. The next thing is the obvious Toys, toys, batteries, you know, wrapping paper, all that stuff. That's all going to be around the tree. Now, obviously, you don't want the dog messing with the presents and stuff under the tree. We want to make sure that that those get left alone. But also, once they're opened and we're crumpling up the stuff and throwing it away, again, we look at look out for ribbons, look out for tinsel, um, be aware of of piles of tape, piles of wrapping paper, things that dogs could potentially see as interesting and fun to interact or play with that could potentially be dangerous and bad for them. Um, toys and batteries and stuff on the ground. Kids are going to be, if if the kids are anything like I was when I was well, a kid, um, they're going to play with the toy, but then they're going to want to play with the other toy and the other toy. And and so there's going to be things left around, whether it's food, food, Or toys, or whatever. And if the dog sees it and thinks it's something that's interesting to them, they could possibly interact with it. And depending on what it is, it could certainly be dangerous. So make sure that you're keeping an eye on your dog. Supervision is always important, but keep an eye on your dog and interrupt if they're going for stuff, but make sure things get kind of picked up too. The next one then is going to be a little bit long winded just because it's going to kind of lead into a few different things. And this is company. So you're gonna have company coming over. I think it's really important to manage your dog when there's company around. I don't trust company, whether it's family or friends or whatever, I don't trust them to do what is right or what is safe all the time for my dog. The reason for that isn't because I don't necessarily, uh, because I think they're bad. I don't think they're bad. I just think some people have different views and opinions on what dogs can and can't do, and it probably doesn't fit with what I want them to do or not do, like jumping, or play biting, or what you feed them. You know, you're going to have family or friends who are going to try and slip them little bits of snacks here and there, and yeah, their seventy-five pound super obese corgi is eats all that stuff all the time and doesn't die. But that doesn't mean your dog should, you know, you want to make sure that, that not only your dog is safe, but people are interacting with your dog in a safe and positive way. So I do a thing called crate and rotate where basically I'm going to have the dog in its kennel for most of the time. But when I want to have the dog out, I have the dog out on leash. I let it go around with me. It's social. It gets to interact. And that way I'm having positive, positive sessions and positive outcomes More so than if I just let the dog go and just said, well, I hope you're friendly or I hope you don't get into trouble. But I'm also doing short little stints of this so the dog can't be overstimulated. And because your family's there to see you as well, being able to put the dog away and then go enjoy family without worrying about your dog or your cat, I think is really important. So I do a lot of crate and rotate. The thing you also want to be careful about when you do have company over is alcohol People are going to leave cups around. People are going to put them on the floor or maybe even try to offer your dog this stuff. But alcohol can be super dangerous and toxic to dogs and cats. We just want to make sure that they are safe. So keeping those things out of reach is definitely going to be important. Monitoring. This is why I like to have them unleashed because I don't know who set what where and what was on that plate or what is in that glass. And if the dog goes over and just immediately goes food and eats it or starts to drink it, They could possibly be toxic to them and hazardous. So I like to make sure that I keep them safe. So the crate and rotate is going to work really good to kind of minimize these different things. Now, the other one, and and when I read this, I kind of chuckled because I do think that dogs have a point with this. This is Christmas sweaters. Christmas sweaters, and especially if you're doing the ugly sweater thing, some Christmas sweaters we probably can all admit are hideous. Flashing lights, different different things going on. Some of them make noises. They're almost like a giant toy to some dogs. Um, and that's just it. The dog will find it curious and want to go over and then they start to destroy it. Well, if there's electrical wires, if there's a battery, if there's tinsel, if there's little poof things on there. I mean, I've seen so many ugly sweaters or just Christmas sweaters in general that are just ridiculously cool in a lot of ways, but there's just a lot to them. And if the dog gets a hold of them and starts to destroy them, eh, we don't need them eating some of the stuff that is on there, um, and and tear them off, swallow it, get sick, all of that. The last one, then, I just want to mention here, is what I think is kind of an obvious one um, as well, but it needs to be mentioned. So, when we would go places for Christmas. Um, We'd get to a family's house and they'd have a room where they'd go, put your coat in here, whatever. Um, And you put your coat in there, you put your purse in there, whatever. You need to make sure your dog cannot have access to those things. Purses and bags and even coats, but mostly purses and bags have so many things in there from makeup to gum to liquids of all kinds, hand sanitizers now, everything. There's so much stuff in purses and bags that can be toxic to dogs that we have to make sure they are staying out of those areas. So if you do have people over or if you're going somewhere, make sure that door stays shut. Make sure that you're doing your part to close that door to make sure that the animals don't have access to it and it just keeps them safe. You know, and again, even if you're putting coats and jackets and purses and all this stuff up high, I still don't trust that the dog might not be able to pull something down, or the cat won't be able to get up there. So, really, be aware not only about what you're bringing to the party, but where you're putting it as well, or guests, you know, as well too. And I always like to kind of uh, when I if if I'm having people over, if my dog is going with us to Christmas stuff, I like to kind of cue people into what my dog is about and, you know, be calm with them, be, you know, whatever, whatever you need, but just let them know whether they follow it or not. It's again, it's, it's your responsibility to kind of make sure they're being good dog and people, but like at least giving them a heads up, like, Hey, try not to feed them stuff. If you can just pet them, be calm, whatever you need out of these people, just mention it to them. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to listen, but it definitely could help. And the last thing I'll talk about here as a whole when it comes to Christmas and pets is getting a dog as a Christmas present for somebody else or even for yourself. To me, I'm cautious about this. And the reason for it is a lot of times our decisions on getting this dog or cat come from the desire to get it at this time of year for this occasion, for holidays, for a gift, for whatever and it limits our pool of selection. Suddenly we're just looking for a dog that will be available this time of year as opposed to looking for the right fit, the right breed, the the right breeder. You know, we're just like, "Oh, they have puppies. Oh, that dog's cute. Okay, I'll get that as my dog." And then, you know, a lot of times Christmas puppies, well, not a lot of times every time, they grow up and they go from being these cute little gifts to being a lot more work. Now we do have a course on on dog that if you are planning on getting a dog for Christmas, I recommend you go over there, check it out, and and uh, take the course where it's going to give you a head start on everything that you need to get things going, which I think are really important. It's going to help you prep your house, safety, come up with plans, the training, crate training, potty training, all these different things are all included in this course. I think it's super, super good. You have over six hours of video and discussion. You have PDFs, documents, all these different things at your disposal. You have a community that you're able to go to. So I definitely recommend taking this course if you're getting or just got a dog, um, whether it's a puppy or it's an adult dog, it doesn't matter, but just be really careful. Really think about like, is this gonna be a good gift? Because like a lot of gifts at Christmas, over time, the dog starts to be less fun, especially if you're getting it for kids. Dogs are a lot of work, picking up poop, feeding, grooming, all those things, and it's going to fall back onto you as a parent. It's going to fall back onto you, and suddenly it became basically your Christmas gift to yourself as opposed to the Christmas gift for the, for the kids or whomever else you were getting it for. So just be really aware and think about if getting a dog is something that would be good for a Christmas gift. What you can give for a Christmas gift, um, if you are looking to get a dog, give the gift of searching for that perfect pet. Say, you know what? Here's your Christmas gift. We are going to find a dog, a puppy. We don't know exactly when. We're going to start searching, and we're going to find you this dog. You could give that, almost like a gift certificate for one dog or whatever it might be, and this allows the excitement that it's going to happen, but it also allows the child or whoever to prepare and it also allows uh, you to do more research and be ready and 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 know the breeder or know the rescue or know the dog you're going to be getting and have a more comfortable feeling and more set up for it like i said our course helps with this but just in general give the idea of getting a new dog as opposed to giving a new dog i think this is a better gift in the long run maybe it's not as exciting at first because there's no dog there yet but it helps a lot So, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I hope everybody is having a good and has a good holiday season. Um, No matter what you're celebrating, it doesn't matter. Have a good holiday season with your friends, your family, and most importantly, with your animals. Have a good season. And, like always, we'll see you next week.